from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. When Martin Carter launched the Empower Me Financial Wellness Program at Astera Credit Union, he wanted to improve his members' financial lives. He was also well aware that the program's participants would qualify for more of the credit union's products and services. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNY News. Carter, the President and CEO of the $202 million asset Lansing, Michigan-based credit union, says he was turning down one out of every two loan applications and a similar number of checking account applications. Because the credit union wanted to improve its performance, as well as that of its members, Carter says it was critical that its financial wellness program was outcomes-based. So he launched the Empower Me Financial Wellness Program, through which the credit union members work with certified financial coaches to improve their credit scores. Later, Carter also launched an online program to provide more flexibility for members, as well as instant feedback and rewards. Join me in this interview as Martin Carter describes why financial wellness is not only about education, but turning knowledge into positive outcomes for both members and the credit union. One of the programs I had to sign up for was the uh, Empower Me program. I guess I'll let you kind of start and explain things to me. Is, is that, yeah, is sure. that kind of the signature program, the Empower Me? That was the initial program, yes. Okay. That was our formalized, coach-guided financial health program. And I launched that program uh, as a pilot back in uh, August of 2020. And I launched it as an outcomes-based, not just a financial education program, but an outcomes-based financial health program. So, you know, that's the difference between what I was doing back then and am doing now and what a lot of other credit unions are doing is in addressing financial health and well-being, there's a lot of them that are just throwing financial education out there to, our, to their members in terms of seminars and things like that. More and more are beginning to enter into this space where they're providing a coaching platform. Yeah, and I think the key word that you put in there is outcomes-based. Yes. I mean, that's so important. I mean, do you want to kind of describe the, what the state of your financial wellness is, program is now, or or maybe talk more about kind of the evolution of it and what, how you how it came to be what it is now? Sure. So the outcomes based program that I started as a pilot in August of 2020 had a handful of outcomes associated with. So I started with what do we want to accomplish with these people? They're in the coach guided program. And it was really the evolution of this. The genesis started from just us experiencing a lot of high denials on loans. We were turning down one out of every two loan applications and we were turning down almost the same amount of checking account applications because they were based on credit score. So our decision model was credit score based. And we realized a while back that we were dealing with a lot of people who were in low-income households and were struggling 
with their credit score and making, you know, good financial decisions because they didn't, they lack the knowledge. So I wanted to tie financial literacy, but I also wanted to tie to the financial literacy part, some goals and some outcomes associated with the goals. So as our coaches were working with these new members that were in the program, that they would establish some goals, some short-term and long-term goals. And what we were go- what we went into the program with is an objective of improving the credit score of the individual that is working in the program by up to 100 points. Have- having them have emergency savings and good savings habits when they left the program because the entrance, none of them really had good savings habits. One of them have an emergency savings account to fall back on in, in those cases of financial emergency that everybody experiences. Uh, thirdly, to be able to have another fallback, which would be a uh, either a small dollar line of credit loan or a small dollar charge card that they could fall back on if they needed to. If there were an emergency savings, they could use a small dollar loan that was not a payday lender that was charging some exorbitant fees. And if they were relying on payday loans at the time they came in, we wanted them to be uh, not relying on payday loans when they left the program. And then lastly, an outcome was to see an improvement, a demonstrable improvement in their financial health score. So it was one of the things that I established in this that, that I don't think at the time anybody was doing. I established an, an onboarding benchmark of financial health score using the National Financial Health Scoring Model. Not the one, the CFPB one, but the one that's in, uh, that's an eight-question eight score. So that's a benchmark score. And then we were looking at seeing what would happen with that score over time as they worked through the coaching model with the financial coaches. And in addition to the program came about a year later in 2021 because I needed to move to a educational platform that had curriculum that was smartphone friendly, tablet friendly. And the, and the platform that I was using when I launched initially in August 2020 wasn't. It was only useful if you had access to the internet through a PC. So I worked in 20, late 2020 to engage with a fintech called LifeSense that provided me with that financial health application platform. It's web-based, so it's not something that you download off of a Google Play or iTunes. You have to use a QR code to access it, but it's web-based and it's usable on tablet, smartphone, or computer. So once I switched to that, I launched that in March of 2022. I launched that and went pretty much full out to the membership then off of the pilot because I had a couple of years of experience in the pilot program. We saw we were getting good results with that for the people that were in that program. And I wanted a supplementary self-guided program, which is the LifeSense app. People that don't want to make the commitments that are required in the coach-guided program, then they can fall back to the app and do self-service through the app. And you still have the coach program? Yes. Okay. We still have the coach program right now. We have about 18 members in the coach guided program. 
Uh, and I have well, about 150 users on the LifeSense app. And that's growing every month. But when we, tar- when we launched the program, the pilot, I didn't want it to blow up. I had three coaches that were certified through the CUNA certification process. And we initially thought we could handle about 10 members for each of the certified coaches. Certified coaches were not 100% dedicated to coaching. They had their day jobs. So a lot of them were managers that could contact members at night or on the weekends. This is in the Empower Me? This is the Empower Me Coach Guide program, yes. So when we launched that program, we looked at a capacity of 30 with three coaches, so 10 each, 30. And then we developed the marketing was mostly internal. We started with referrals. We trained our employees on Empower Me, what it could do for our members. We trained them on how to recognize potential enrollees in the program. We trained them on how to ensure that they were, you know, close to being qualified for that Empower Me program because yeah. we didn't want to send anybody willy-nilly into it. So they, we have the uh, members that want to enroll into the Empower Me, the Coach Guided program, sign a commitment statement. And so we had a lot of uh, people referred into the program, the uh, Coach Guided program, but a lot of them never made it into the engagement part because when it came down to understanding what kind of commitments they would need to make, which would come up, uh, you know, to having some behavioral changes. Uh, there were a lot of people that just said, no, that's not for me. I'm not willing to change my financial behaviors. Is that one of the reasons you started the LifeSense program? Yes. Okay. Because we didn't want it to say, okay, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Right. Yeah. We wanted to be able to say, okay, you know what, then this program is not a good fit for you. You're not, you know, really interested in doing all the commitments and all the work that's involved in a coach guided program. We would like to at least give you our LifeSense app, which will provide you with education and also connections. And you choose to go through it at your pace. That's really interesting. What kind of results have you had? Yeah. Well, the results that I've had with Empower Me, I've shared you some of the testimonials. Yeah. And we're seeing consistent results like that, but it's little by little. We're not getting right. a lot of people coming in and we're not getting a lot of people graduating out. So, you know, with that program, those results we're seeing are the hundred, you know, up to a hundred point increase in credit score. And uh, one additional thing that I didn't put it as an outcome on that program that I'm seeing is that we're approving home mortgages. So we're being able to move people that weren't homeowners within a matter of 12 to 18 months. We're positioning them to be able to be homeowners. Never thought that was possible. Never even approached my radar when it came to outcomes when I created the program. But that kind of begs my question because with that commitment, it takes a big commitment, but you're making huge progress with yes. these people. So it might not be for everybody, but the people who sign up for it right. are really making progress. So, you know, my approach to that particular program is continuing to build on the testimonials and grow those testimonials and share that, you know, and as testimonials grow, referrals will grow and we'll get more people into the program. I have eight, I'm up to eight certified coaches now, but I only have today 18 members 
that yeah. are in the committed program. You know, but we're, uh, what I'm doing with that is I'm meeting with the coaches every month and we're tracking uh, month to month the member relationships with the credit unions. What's happening in those relationships? Deposit balances is growing. Our uh, loan balances growing. Are they, you know, are they being put into the right buckets? And so, you know, we have good conversation relative to that group every single month. And I get, I, I have a p- report that I maintain on that that's individualized. Now, with the life sentence side of it, I have what we're tracking there. The outcomes there are different. We're tracking the outcomes based on how many uh, badges and points the users are earning. So engagement in the financial literacy aspect of it, but also I'm still working on the financial health score because their financial health score assessment is done for everybody as they enter into the LifeSense app, regardless whether they're empower me or not. They get a baseline financial health score and a financial well-being score. So the financial health score is a number score, as you know, with the FinHealth. It's a number, and you have those four pillars as a number in each of those four pillars. Okay. And what will happen is they go through the assessment process. The user, when they complete that assessment and get their financial health score, the app has a machine learning aspect to it. Then, Then it automatically lines up an educational playbook for those users that have completed the assessment. And they get two assessments. One is the financial health score. One is the well-being score. The well-being score is an emoji. It's a smiley face, frowny face, and a middle face. So that's their emotional connection to their financial health. So every six months, the ones that stay engaged in the app, every six months, the app will come out and ask them to do a check-in on their financial health and well-being scores. I just did another article, not on the financial network tool, but one that mentioned, a a speaker mentioned how good it is and how it can be applied as a universal score for all financials, all all consumers, you know. Right, because it covers all aspects of financial health, right? How you borrow, how you save, how you spend, how you plan for your future. Everything in, in those eight questions. Exactly. So, you know, even with the app, I don't know, I, I vetted other apps back in 2019 and 2020 and through 2020, early 2021. Uh, but I didn't really like the other apps because they were plug and play and um, they didn't really have all the elements that I needed in my application, my customization that I needed. So that's why I chose to work with LifeSense and they have been really good in, in working with me and, and customizing the app to what I needed, both on the front end with incorporating the financial health. They had the financial well-being already in place, but they didn't have the financial health score. So I had them incorporate that into my app. And then also on the backside, when it came to reporting, my coaches can get into the app as they're coaching someone and they can see where they're at on the financial health assessments, their score, how they answered questions, what curriculum that's taken, what's up on their playbook, and they can build that into the commitments that they're asking the uh, members that they're working with to make. You didn't just do this strictly for altruistic reasons. You you wanted to increase. It's also good for business. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When you think about this, think about this. I'm in my 
my target is the low-income community. And that is also strategic because we're in a Lansing market right now that is overly saturated with financial institutions. We got, you know, there's some larger credit unions that we can't compete with. We're $200 million in assets, 14,000 sure. members. So I had to build a strategy that would get me into a niche market that was broad, but that the others weren't primarily going after. So that's why I went and strategically, we got a low-income designation. So we're an LI, uh, LICU, and we're also a CDFI credit. And I got my CDFI certification sure. back in, in uh, 2021. So now I am positioned to go into the low-income households with this product and this service and help lift those people up by educating them and providing with access to financial coaching. I've got people coming in that never had a bank account, you know, that now have a credit union account and they've, they're establishing savings habits and, you know, they're building their credit. They may have had zero credit score or a terrible credit score. We're using payday lenders. So it's really people helping people. It's just an extension of that philosophy and really digging into it because it's outcomes based. We're looking to see what the outcomes are, not just throwing education at people. Well, how were you recognized? You said you were award-winning. What what was your recognition? Uh, we just got a 2023 Outstanding Credit Union of the Year at the Michigan Credit Union League convention. Beautiful. And it was basically an application that I submitted around our financial health and well-being platforms. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube.